Hey guys, it's Roz, your host on Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Come join me at 7pm every Sunday to empower people from all walks of life with life lessons, shared stories, tricks and tips for life. Come follow me at R3NRoth. Hey guys, welcome to Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. I am so excited with gratitude and I am so honored to be talking to an amazing woman. Who am I talking about? Miss Rowan Higgins. She's an award-winning spoken word poet, an educator, a dynamic speaker, an impact coach. Her mission is to elevate her audience with important life skills such as self-care, resilience, leadership, creative literacy, and community well-being. Rowan loves helping young people emerge and adult shift towards elevation. As a coach, she is dedicated to raising others to get unstuck and tap into the genius zone because she is so creative. Without no further ado, I would like to welcome a creative person that is elevating me to become a better version of myself, a mentor, a coach. For me personally, Ms. Rowan Higgins, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Where do I start? Who is Miss Rowan Higgins? This beautiful person mm-hmm. I'm speaking to right now. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for that amazing introduction. Um, who am I? Well, I can definitely say I am someone who is passionate, um, someone that is high energy even when I'm tired. It's just actually one of the side effects when I'm tired. I'm very hyperactive. Uh, many ideas. I'm a visionary, and I, I'm definitely someone that's a strategist. So I'm not very good at certain tasks that take, you know, real focus and, and you know, needs a lot of detail. But I love doing event planning, bringing people together, networking. I just love seeing people thrive. I actually get a high off of it. And I love assisting others to elevate their game in every aspect of their lives. Mm-hmm. So knowing where you come from as a child, because you have gone through so much in your life, do you want to just tell the audience a little about that? And then we can go into how someone else can hear your story and get sure strength to overcome most definitely um so what would what would be like i was born in montreal um but my father had uh you know caused my mom a lot of uh stress and Mm -hmm. after having two children very close together my mom would now end up with a postpartum depression and after that, it just really started to manifest into another level of mental health issues, uh, mm-hmm. like hearing voices and, and you know, um, seeing things and, and saying things that people would not hear or see in the space. Um, and then, you know, there's a lack of trust of family and just a judgment as well. So she came, she went to New York uh, with myself as a toddler and my, my sister, who's just uh, an infant. And just imagine one of the stories that was brought up to me that I was told uh, as a young girl is that she's walking barefoot the streets of New York. It's wow. cold, it's 3 a.m., and the police are mm-hmm. literally red and blue lights flashing, just, just pull over to the side and sees that right. she's in distress. 
And in that moment, what we should have ended up was at an orphanage. But sooner or later, uh, family from Montreal uh, came and took us that we did not end up in that system. So, you know, a faith-based Christian uh, Jamaican hardcore uh, woman and, and, you know, they took us in and it, it saved us. They were our foster parents or guardians in that way, but it was family first. Right. Um, and later on, you know, I just, I, I was a child that just had a lot of imagination uh, because of the social worker. We were in a lot of arts and different uh, classes, even pathfinders. I was in brownies. These right. things really just kept me going. And I was in the foster home by age 14 with um, a Jamaican um, mom. Her name's Ivy, rest in peace. But within yeah. two years, she died of cancer, and I was displaced. Um, and I was couch surfing from home to home. Thankfully, all safe spaces, very clean. People just opened their doors to me. And it just, it brought a lot of resilience, but it didn't give me a chance to anchor in and take stock of how I might be feeling with a lot of the stuff. Right. So I ended up later on in my 20s with, um, well, definitely as a younger um as a student in school, I had mass depression. So I'd smile and always say everything's fine. And I truly believed it. I just did not know how to cope or address the issues. Right. I did not see it modeled and I wasn't taught. And then as I got older, full burnout, attending mm-hmm. Concordia full-time, going to work uh, most of the time and mm-hmm. working at a in group homes and community right. and still having a social life. I wasn't sleeping. I was running off of adrenaline, burning mm-hmm. both ends of the candle. And that's wow. when I started learning that, you know, you may not have seen it modeled, but you have to take stock because I was an MRI machine. And when I came out, they were like, um, this, your, your heart is could be worse than one of a smokers. That's how much strain wow. was on a, I, I actually it smokes a pack a day. And I could not believe that stress can actually do that. Well, where I felt sure. numbness in my face, my hands, my feet. I came off the bed. I couldn't feel my limbs. And I thought I had MS because the symptoms that I knew of people that had it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't walk. Um, stress. stress stress but but then how how as a child you know going through all that and you didn't have a mom you know because as a as a mother of and now as a mom of my me as a mom as well and you are a child going through all that how were you able to find comfort to just get, get that nurturing hug or say that it's okay i got you or well, it's a very interesting question. As something that uh, I've had a challenge up to date, and even as a mother of now an 18 and a half year old, I had to literally uh, put it in place, like almost plan it and say, okay, you have to show this. You have to show affection. You have to find ways and opportunities to embrace. I did not receive it uh, from any of my guardians, a hug and embrace. I cannot remember any time that that was happening. The only point of contact, as we say in the Caribbean, is you get licks, you know? <laughs> um, but there was no touch. There was no embrace. There was no kiss on the forehead. There was no good night, honey. Let me read you a bedtime story. It didn't exist. These are things that I had to adopt uh, as a parent myself without having that blueprint of what it looks like or even feels like. So I had to, you know, I, like I said, the arts, uh, piano lessons, drawing art class, pottery, Whatever I did and having those activities just kind of helped me move forward and have vision and imagination, use my imagination right. and see a possible future for myself. Um, but it definitely took a toll years later where I had to take stock and say, it's time to mother yourself. It's time to feel that hug. And um, it's my faith. It's that higher power to learn to have that, to learn to just feel God's presence for myself. 
But but how were you able to come to that point of your life where you know that you need to take care of me right now instead of trying? Because you didn't have it, as you said, you never received it. How are you able to say, you know what, this is enough and I need to start taking care of me now? What, what, where was the low point that you decided? Oh, that was the MRI machine. It was when uh, they're telling me I have to stay overnight. I had never stayed in the hospital probably since my birth. Mm-hmm. And I was 24 years old. And the words that came to my mouth was, no, I need to go to work. My kids need me. Right. And that's when I realized, wow, you're really a slave to the job. That even right. taking care of yourself is taking a back burner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put everyone first and you was not important at all. That's right. just go, 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 go. So now that you're in a place where you have learned to have resilient, where you have come to love yourself and appreciate where you are in your space right now, as a community leader, especially now with the youth sector that you, you give so much to, what drives you to become so involved in that, in that sector? Well, um, I felt that there were not many individuals when I was growing up that I felt would understand me or see me for me. I remember counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, just assuming that because of my life, you might want to commit suicide. And they would literally plant these things in your head. Like, are you sure you don't want to harm yourself? And it was just really unprofessional. And even as an adolescent, I knew it. Um, The things that they would say or inappropriate maybe about my body changes and I'm developing for my age. And it was just really strange. Um, so I wanted young people to know that they can make it, that they can thrive. Uh, no matter what those beginnings are, no matter what people told you, you are greater than the labels people put on you. I wanted that message to be, to let them know that someone understands. I may not uh, fully comprehend what you're going through. Your story is different. Uh, I step in different shoes. I walk in different shoes. However, there's a listening ear and I have compassion enough to help you navigate in what you may be going through in the time that we're connected and to help you create your own blueprint, you know, of what you can do. What are the tools you can use when you need to build yourself? What are the tools you can use to succeed? And even though you don't see the left and right, that there's a possibility of success, you're going to learn to just, uh, you know, ask, like I always say, you know, as the biblical uh, principle for me, blueprint is ask, seek, knock, ask for those resources, ask for support, ask for that mentor, ask for somebody to hold you accountable, to help you wake up for your first job, like little things like that, knock on those doors and do not give up because the door that is open for you is the actual door that was created for you. Amen. But as you said, sometimes too, when you trust the people that knows more than you, they could also harm you and make you feel that you are not going that right path. You're not um, developing the right way or you're not saying the right thing. How were you able, talking with your young people, navigate to change their mindset? How can you shift them from when they were so bombarded with people who giving them so much negativity before and now you coming out to change them and shift their mind to a direction of being more conscious of who they are and have the confidence that it could become something else. How are you able to change that? Well, the first thing is definitely connection, connecting with them and seeing them for who they are and not, they can't feel judged. If they feel judged, you lose them. If they feel that you're um, there to control, you lose them. So the first thing is connection and definitely making them feel a sense of belonging. That's what young people want. I mean, we all we all want that. That's part of our hierarchy of needs as uh, 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, states, you know, there's the uh, the survival, all the basic needs for survival, right. um, you know, food, shelter, water, and all these things. But then the next is belonging. You want to feel like you belong in this world. So that's one of the things we speak about is what is your purpose? Who are we? I mean, it's a universal question. Right. Why am I here? What am mm -hmm. I going to do? Where mm -hmm. am I going? What do I believe? And once you have these, uh, let them know that it's okay. And, and guess what? Even though you're in high school as a young person, we do go through these things, these again. things again. Right. I was just reading something and it says that whatever you've been through as a child, it plays out to your adulthood, right? That's so right. now that you are able to give those children, these young people, and to lead them to having confidence in themselves, not knowing where they come from, how are you able to elevate them? I just want that connection from where you are and where you're trying to help the young people to elevate, to become in a place where you're, you're going as well. Well, definitely. It's really, um, you may not have the full picture. Usually we have most of the information in the schools or in the group homes, these places. We have files. So we do have people that, a team of professionals who've already given us their history from oh. sometimes their birth or maybe the moment of the trauma or when right. they're removed from the home. So we do have data, uh, information, reports, evaluations, et cetera. Um, but there are times we may not know. There are times when a child's taken out of a situation and they may not speak. They might have selective mutism. The trauma is so bad. And that's when it's hard, when you don't know what that right. trauma was, when you don't know their story. So for the few of them that we don't know, it's challenging. And even right. sometimes when you know it and there, there's a block, and right. these kids are angry, they're traumatized, and they might scream at everyone. They don't want to be touched. It, you know, it's just helping them, just connecting with them, finding what they like. What are they interested in? Once you tap into that, now you have a connection. Now you have um, something that, like, I mean, that that's universal as well. Like once you find a commonality in someone, so if they like, uh, I'm I'm aging myself here, but Pokemon cards or Digimon cards, we would like say, oh, and we'll pretend and look it up and. And start to have that conversation because some kids, that's what opens them up the majority of the time. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's no words, especially amongst boys. Sometimes it's just giving them something to draw, something to play with in their hands. And they open up. And just that they feel heard and safe and that they belong, that is when they're willing to uh, try anything. You know, they're willing to try whatever it takes to feel that good feeling that you just introduced, that safe space. But mm -hmm. you're giving them the... Um, agency over themselves to say, okay, well, what do you want to do today? What do you want to color? Right. Where do you want to go? Do you want to walk down the hall? Do you want to leave this class and just take a moment to get your energy out? You know, mm -hmm. so, so that's that way they're responsible right. and they're respected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And giving them choices as well so they could make the choice. That's right, the power of choice. Exactly. Right. Just, not just say, here, you do that or you do this. They have a choice. But then when you finish dealing with the situation, how are you able to take care of you so that you don't get so stressed out of what you have to do on an everyday basis with the young people, children, or whoever you're dealing with at a time? Well, I definitely have to say, unfortunately, we didn't have counselors supporting us, uh, assessing it and making sure we're okay. And um, there's definitely responsibility that I tell everyone in the field of helping others to make sure they check their own light bulbs. We are lighthouses. We steer people away from danger. We tell them to come to the bay that's safe. Um, mm -hmm. But we always forget to, very frequently, I should say, uh, we forget to check our own light bulbs. Right. 
And when you're not changing your light bulb or assessing the situation, you're lighting up for everyone else, but you will literally burn out. And, you know, it's a, it's like the adage of, uh, or, you know, to, to put on the mask on yourself, the oxygen mask on yourself first before you try to do it for your children when you're on a plane. Because right. if something happens in that turbulence and then you're trying to, you know, help your kids, you can't help yourself. It's a wrap. So, you know, we can't serve from an empty cup. And that's what I, I had to learn. So how I learned after the burnout right. is one, haven't just expressed vent, you know, venting to coworkers. Not always healthy, but it's at least an option to make right. sure you don't go home with it and walk with it. So you just purge yourself of it. Mm-hmm. And then the next phase is to recognize, assess how you feel, assess where you're at. And if it's something that's still bothering you and it's lingering and it's stressing you out, take a pause. That was my biggest still a challenge I have today. Take right. a break. Not say, oh, I need to go to work because the kids need me or the teachers need me. Right. You need your health. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So sometimes too, we have to be selfish enough to love ourselves first before we can love anybody else. Because if that's we can't, right. then we can't take care of nobody else. Well, that's deep and that's really heavy. I, I pray and hope that for all those who are going through right now, they have an outlet and they find people that are strong like you and have that care in their heart that will be able to understand them and give them the resources that they need. And as well, able to send them to the right people that can help them so they can have a normalcy of, of living and, and have joy. Because to be on this earth where pain continuously, it's it's so sad and mm-hmm. it's hard breaking to know that there is people out there but something just not connected to the right people so then you're totally lost that's why I always say no matter how low I fall or whatever mistake I make I'm still asking and I'm still talking as much as I can someone will listen or someone will guide me to the right person that will help me so for everyone that's listening to this right now so Mm. on a note it's never too late to celebrate International Women's Day how were you able to celebrate this year? Because I know you had a lot going on. Oh, um, besides a few performances and speaking engagements, more right. than anything is nurturing this garden, watering right. my garden, um, planting new seeds, you know, assessing what I want to address. Because as you know, we're in the second quarter. For me, right. spring is my new year. So just who I am um, as a woman in Montreal, as a Canadian, and right. uh, as a mother, and what does that mean in this season? Right. Um, and honoring those around me, just reaching out and connecting and, and planting that seed of gratitude in, in their hearing, like my mother, my, you know, the pillars in my family, we have mostly women, and just, just the takeaway, the positive things that have uplifted, and even the things that may seem negative that are great lessons and have helped um, been, a, been a, a platform for me to raise me up safeguard you for the future you know possible mm-hmm. issues coming uh, down the way those obstacles you know do you think we should celebrate if you just have a special day for women's international women's day or do you think it should be just an everyday celebration for women that is striving to become and help the community to be in a better place than women? well i feel i mean in the states the same uh, well the month of march we it was women's month and i know we have ours i think in october um you know all I, for me all these holidays just to highlight just like black history month but every day we are black every day we are women every day we are you know all of these things that we, we we highlight those moments of highlight so i think the days are important like father's day mother's day it's great but mm-hmm. we definitely need to honor uh our humanity 
and our, our the being and human being, you know, every single day. Well, thank you so much. And I was just about to ask you about the Black History thing, like mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. the Black History Year and the new lesson you have learned from what you have done and what you have seen and what you have known. Yeah, I'd say, you know, it was interesting uh, being chosen as a laureate and a um, uh, a spokesperson for Black History Month um, yeah. from One Histoire. And it was interesting. At first, I had declined, but once they said uh, it was for a series for creatives, I said, this is full alignment because two right. out of the three things messages is really about empowering young people to know their roots. You know, mm-hmm. to know their history, to know their heritage, and to be proud of it, to not bleach their skin, to not say uh, teen black, teen dark skin, teen light skin, and also to let empower young people. I mean, I mean, younger and wiser, right? At the same time, especially young people, to know that to keep that spark of imagination alive, keep those ideas coming in, that they are all creative. Everyone needs to know they're creative. So when this this opportunity came and I heard the creative was added to the cultural aspect, I said, you know what? This is aligned. This is divine timing. And um, yeah, I had the opportunity to do interviews. It's not my comfortable space. I'm not a video person. Um, <laughs> however, it was Which when the similar. cause is bigger than you, it's... Yes. Um, it's motivating and it, 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 it was a very busy month, but it, it was fun. It was really, really great to explore in that aspect of Black joy, Black resilience, Black creativity, mm-hmm. and Black throughout Black history. Yeah, And you did it very well. And we, you make Thank us you. proud just to know that and to see that you give so much back and you deserve all what you're receiving because you, for you you give so much more that people don't I even receive that what, thank you so much that's so much people don't even know how much you give so <laughs> because you give so much you receive so much so i will ask you a question it might sound silly but 100 years from now what do you mm-hmm. want the world to say about miss rowan higgins well, definitely not silly. That's actually my an alignment with what I do. And that's the beauty of legacy, right? So yeah, again, Truth Empire, a clothing line that a friend of mine started. It's about knowing your roots and your truth. And then we say it's about letting these young people learn to leave a legacy. So I would want them to know that you are created to create. Right. You are greater than the labels that people put on you. Mm-hmm. You know that we're here to respect ourselves, others in our environment. Keep right. asking, the ask, seek, knocking at all times, yes. and be unapologetic of who you are. That's right. Uh, and but as long as you're taking stock every season of who you are and what you want to change, there's mm-hmm. always room to move the needle and edit certain aspects and tweak certain aspects of our character. But as long as inside of our heart. We know our core values and do not sway left or sway right for anyone when it comes to your values. Wow. Wow. My daughter have to listen to this before we go to bed tonight for sure. You know, but mm. as a bonus uh, questions, I need to ask you, as you just talked about, you have received the awards for the Gloria Michelle of, um, and you have participated in the Black Theater Workshop Poetry Jam. You have mm-hmm. already made such an impact on our youths in the community. No doubt about it. I was talking to so much people this week and they said, I heard you doing Rowan. I said, I'll try. Mm-hmm. We'll see what yeah. she has to offer us, you know? <laughs> yeah. Said, Thank you. But I can't wait to see what great things you have in store to add to the legacy of what you are doing already. So what are you going to do more for us with the poetry jam that you have done before? 
so yeah, the poetry jams are like more competitions and different things like that. I've had the opportunity to do that a lot, but then I backed off and, you know, just give the younger people a chance to um, do that. And I want to focus more on mentorship. Mentorship is key in creativity, in mental health, in, uh, um, you know, cultural literacy, if you will, and uh, community well-being. Us coming together and 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 creating events where people can be inspired, empowered, right. elevate each other, learn to stay ready, to to know how that we can shift through our our the navigating times of our lives, and we have to navigate through it. You know these tides that come in, the ebb and flow of life. You know, like when you're at the beach and that water comes in, the high tide, the low tides. Yeah. And just, you know, we need to go with it and not go against it because that's what I did a lot of in my life and it, it caused a lot of uh, angst. Uh, you know, I suffered from anxiety, general anxiety disorder, heart palpitations because it's I was being reactive right. to the storms and to the big tides where if I had just learned to be still and anchor myself, I would just be floating. And and, and it's it's more of a, you know, when you're floating on on, on water, it's more safe than when you're flapping and you're like, oh my goodness, not realizing that it's shallow water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have anything like in store that you would do personally? I know that you said you're supporting the young people, but would you be doing anything later that we can say, okay, then we really, because everyone's asking, so ask her, would she be doing anything live or anything soon for us to know about it? I uh, definitely it- would say events, you know, the the okay. organic the events to bring people together and it's like bringing my coaching experience to a high-end event if you will you know so right. bougie let's say if i'm having my woman's event they come in they can got the nice little uh faux leather jacket if you will vegan leather jacket and their nice heels and pumps and jeans uh-huh. and then we have different speakers covering different areas mm-hmm. um but i have different themes for things like that uh, stay ready helping entrepreneurs uh, be on their A game when it comes to all aspects from how to present yourself to your marketing. Um, and just, again, you get to network. Um, and also on the creative aspect is putting my work out there. I won't say in what form, but to mm-hmm. just finally put it out there. Right, right. Wow. Well, we can't wait to see more and hear more of Miss Rowan Higgins. We can't oh, wait. Excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. And everybody <laughs> this now will be. And as we, you have touched on time and time again, as you know, is the archery, both for young and old, what importance of having and finding a mentor. Share with us the reason why you think it's so oh, important. Yes. And is it important? Because some people say it's not important. They could do it on their own. Um, you know, they may not have realized there's we all have mentors so the first thing i would say it's important to have different individuals in our lives we all need fires our 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 cheerleaders we all need fire starters to people to get you going we all need accountability partners to say hey you know uh i noticed this you know uh did you get to read that book you say you're gonna read and i noticed you're waking up late you know the people that are gonna hold you accountable non in a non-judgmental way but they're they're gonna be unapologetic about poking the bear you know like let's go Let's get that running, right? Um, And then, of course, everyone needs a sensei. Everyone needs that guru. Um, You know, Karate Kid, he had his sensei. And, you know, and and it's okay to be ready. We should be prepared to outgrow them. And a good mentor will be actually very proud because they know they were able to plant that seed and help this garden grow. And you're supposed to, like, 
okay, now it's time to find another mentor. And you can have several mentors in different areas of your life. Yeah. Um, so for those who believe they don't need it, have not realized, you may have read a book. You may be mm -hmm. watching TV and Oprah was your mentor. So you can have mentors you've never spoken to or met. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everyone has someone in their community, in person, maybe even a great grandparent you met and they just had an impact on your life. You know? right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They planted the seed. They started, they, they started that spark. Mm -hmm. And how would you be, how would you guide young people to have a mentorship um, program to help younger people how would you be able to guide them to say you know what i think it's a great idea you should start this because there's so much young people that need it how would you be able to do this and guide them but just realize that they, it's good because is it because the person that you saw and you see they have something in them or you just have a feeling or you have that connection with that young person and you want them to do something for the others or how would you be able to do that and how see? would i be able to inspire them or to um <laughs> to give them the the strategy on how to find a mentor? Is that the question? Yes. yes. Okay. How, how, how to mentor young people. Okay, so passing on the baton to so the mentor, the mentee that's now right. becomes a mentor. That's right. Okay, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so first and foremost, it's always looking at people that you admire and inspire you in that certain area. Um, mm -hmm. And at times they don't have to be in the same area. So you might need someone as an engineer and you just want them to be your mentor for your overall life to keep you on board, maybe to help you with a CV and tell you what you can do next. So it could be someone of success. It could be someone that you admire certain characteristics and you just want to know what is the meaning of life to them and how they navigate through it all. Um, and sometimes it may be very specific, you know. It could even be a, a homemaker, you know. She's an at-home mom. She's taking care of her house. She's able to handle all these things and she has uh, her own um, business. Right. And you might not have a business, but you're like, I just love how you're able to move, just take control of all these moving pieces and your life is organized. I would love right. for you to, be met, to mentor me. Right. So it doesn't have to be the billionaire, the millionaire, the guru. It can just be someone that you just admire certain traits and they their life is put together by the way. You know, you, you observe that and you it resonates with you. It has to resonate. And you just ask them. You can say, hey, can I take you out for some tea? I'd like to connect with you. Uh, an offer, make an offer. A lot of times some people want to see the mentor and, and they'll let them buy them coffee or whatever they say. No, right. you give them an offer. And some, another time, another strategy I would put out there for those listening right. is sometimes just offer your services. Say, hey, how can I help you? That's right. And yes. from there, that mentoring relationship can start and you, you know, you never know what opportunities that can open by saying, how can I uh, assist you? Um, right. What can I do for you in your business or in your life? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times mentors are not expecting that. And that can just totally, you know, they want to be seen as humans. They could be a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see this gawking and, and you have nothing to offer. Right. And you may not know what that is. How can I help? And you can even ask for an internship. Hey, I'd like mm -hmm. to volunteer at your company and right. learn from the best. Right. You know, so it's just that the fear that, you're not bringing anything to them. You just want to come and take everything that they have. But just offering, as you said, just offering and say, how can I be service to you? They will say, okay, sure. I can just wash the floor there. Or I could just come in and move around some stuff. If you, Because I mean, I know I can do not much for you of service, but I would just like to, to know more of you or hear your stories or listen to how you become where you are in your life. Just the simplest things. 
And there's value in learning each and every one. Just watching and learning. You're learning skills. Yeah. And for young people listening out there, just even that volunteering or that uh, that internship, it is good for your CV. It's good for your resume. It's good for the skill sets, depending on where you want to go. But I think any job. Um, I know when we were training young people for uh, job, you know, job search and preparing them for the real world, if you will, as we say, um, sure. a lot of them are the some of the most successful were working in fast food restaurants and became managers and were established in marketing and business and went to school to do these things and, and became great entrepreneurs because right. that's part of the shaping, you know, they're being molded for yeah. the industry of, you know, leadership. But what I would say, the beautiful thing of serving and volunteering and, and starting to see how people are managing other people. This is where you learn true heart leadership. It's just just remember to serve from your heart, you know, hmm. as, or as we say, heart-led leadership. You know? Yes, yes. When you give it to your heart, and people will feel it too, though, because when you do it genuinely, they can see that there is something that not just because you want just that part, you, you're doing it because you feel something more you want to give back to your community. That's right. Right, right. Knowing you are a very busy woman, I know that. And you're mm-hmm. putting yourself with self-care consistently in your life. Is This is what you're living by right now. How are you able to have the self-care? What is your self-care go-to? What, what do you do for self-care? What do you take? You say, what, okay, now I'm going to stop everything. And this is time for Miss, for Miss Rowan to take care of her. What is that self-care you do? We want to know. We want to know how you look so fast. <laughs> well, the first thing is the morning routine. The morning routine, setting time, you know, getting up. It's my devotion, my affirmations, my meditation. It's my prayer. It's my singing. It's my gratitude. Right. It's, it's the morning is the heaviest part where mm-hmm. I put in the work and, and stretching that muscle. And it's obviously my water, you know, my lemon infused water, a little bit of Himalayan salts, you know, the sea moss, bladder rack, whatever it is, you know, and then the herbal tea. It's my morning. Um, one thing I still do have a challenge besides my devotion is reading another book and and plugging an hour i definitely have to wake up even earlier than i've worked on doing for the last five years um and movement i don't even say exercise i don't even for those listening and they hear exercise they're overwhelmed by hearing the word i don't even choose i used to put in my uh, vision board running or weightlifting. now i just put move movement whatever you're inspired to do whether you're dancing jogging you know movement um so all these things are in the morning and eating before 12 there's no starch i used to be a heavy cereal eater i love my fruits but i had my granola now before 12 it's just my celery juicing uh my smoothie wow straight juicing i don't eat any starch carbs nothing like that um except for from plant-based and even bread I've cut down on and then I will introduce my my meals and I'm really trying to not trying the goal is to continuously and consistently and deliberately have color 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 on the plate it's a challenge but because we grew up in the society where it's like oh look brown 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 a little bit of broccoli there's a green (laughs) yes so I definitely want my plate to look like a Crayola box right exactly we have more of the the white and we have less of the colors yeah, the but white now, brown. Mm-hmm. Yes, white brown. Now we want more colors and less brown. Well, for me, That's I have right. no, not much brown, more colors. That's right. Colors make me happy. It makes my tongue go exciting when I That's see. That's right. It. And <laughs> your know? body, your body loves you for it. You know, feeding yeah. this more and you steaming more and then thing. And the next thing I would say is setting the boundaries, mm-hmm. learning to say no without right. explaining yourself. 
Mm. Say, no, I can't make it. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. Um, and not go, well, you know, I, I, I have a wedding to go to. And this, no, I, I can't make it. Say, thank you so much. I'm, you know, that's it. Set yes. the boundary. And, yeah. and, and do not... Do not sway your values. That's a big part of self-care. You know, yeah, I do the dry brushing and the hot and cold and keep myself, you know, right. the vitality, invigorating showers and the scrubs. That's all great. That's great. Right. Setting the boundaries is the first self-care tip that people need to know. And, and you know, yeah, anchor yourself, move, hydrate, right. <laughs> moisturize. <laughs> girl, girl, yes. So that we can keep looking fab like you. We try <laughs> like yourself as well. Keep, keep radiant, and you're moving. You're more than moving. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm oh, and I forgot to say my number one therapist office. Um, and and not to say that therapy is wrong, y'all. Everything is good. But what I'm telling you, I could do daily because therapy could be once a week. But my yeah. daily therapy sessions is at the water. So oh, yeah. finding what works for you. I'm near the rapids. I love. Yeah. Just hearing the rushing waters is actually very grounding for me. Yes. And it has kept me so calm. It's helped me avoid a lot of stressors during the pandemic, um, mm -hmm. during isolation. That right. was a space I was able to go, just unplug from all the virtual Zooming and yeah. Google Meeting yes. and just be in nature is yeah. the therapy of a lifetime for me. Lifetime, and then yeah. after is my creativity. Me too, me too. Water makes me calm. It, like it centers me. So it's like in a second I'm centered. I walk, I see it, and I just like in you know, awe. Like, oh, I tell you. And every time it could be the same waters. It's a different exactly. experience every single every time. Every single time. That's right. That's right. Uh, I will give you four words. Place them in order of the importance to you: spirituality and wealth. Um, spirituality, mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. Family, mm -hmm. wealth. Good. Great. Well, mm -hmm. we're on the same path. We, we, we know what's important for us. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have so much money, and I see so much people have it, and they're not happy, they're not healthy, they're just going, and you could have less, and you could be so happy because you're totally grounded. Yeah, so, and I really stunted myself on that one because I believe health is wealth. Once you have your health, you are wealthy, so that would be on the top, but for this activity, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can have everything. Yeah. Say with R three with R three, do recharge, reveal, restore. What is your yeah. R? Out of the three, which one is the one I my go to? Oh yeah, your, your, your R. What's uh, the go to? Um, you know, I was always into the recharging. That's for sure. As a very active, reactive person, very hyper. I'm always about that recharge. But I'm, I'm. My goal is to lean towards restoration. How to restore yourself, you know, because we, we love to go on empty. We love, I'm one of those people that drive around even the winter where it's not the best thing. I'm getting gas when the E has been screaming for a minute, mm. but we need to just refuel ourselves, you know? Yes. And that's, that's the goal. Move from recharge. Always need recharging. I love yeah. getting, you know, plugging in, but like restore. Yeah. Yeah. You restore. So mm -hmm. we have something else we have to ask you too, though. We know that you can give us something beautiful with a poem. So we want to hear <laughs> something amazing so our people can, when they listen to this, and say, yes, I got what I was listening for this time. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, what is that? Well, I know we started on mental health. I can start with one with that. Or... I listen to whatever you are. I'm staying quiet for the rest of the minutes. <laughs> <that I'm> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah, you know what? I'll go right into that, you know, because um, this is what has part of my story. So I'll go into it. I pray for an intervention so divine. When I heard you were robbed with your conscious, your intelligent mind, uttering words that appear to have no comprehensive meaning but to open ears, you just expressing your mixed feelings. Hearing voices when no one has even spoken in your head provoking, choking, stopping you from breathing, no escaping. Can't close the doors for one quiet moment because verbal attacks keep coming back like I reject a token. I see you on men and knees asking for atonement. Think you've done wrong, send us to this cruel punishment. Trapped in your own mind like a detaining attention. Breaking out just became your main intention, redemption. I've come to the realization you're a beautiful person with your purpose. Your talents are so profuse, stumbling over your confusion, which the devil left behind after his rude intrusion, Heavenly Father. Please provide a resolution. I pray that uninvited guests will leave when the sun sets and when it rises over your horizon, you be blessed and darkness ceases to exist, evil under arrest. Lift your head up, let him heal his child with a kiss. How many of us have taken the time out to listen to a soul who's been trapped between the walls of depression? How many of us reach out with compassion and realize shades of madness is camouflage intelligence? How many of us have been told to go for a psychological assessment because we do not conform to the norms of society? Well, baby love, I overstand your madness and I heard you in the corner crying, singing. This is insanity, living with personality. Crazy, seeing everybody so shady. How come everyone is ignoring me? Is this a conspiracy? Free, free your mind, free your mind, free your mind. I pray that anybody guess will leave when the sun sets, and when it rises over your horizon, you'll be blessed. Darkness is the secret, evil under light. Lift your head up, let them heal you with a kiss. Free your mind. Free your mind. Hey, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Okay, where can we find you? How can we find you? How can we get you to coach us? How can we get oh. to people? We want to give us all your platform where you could be rich and we are rich, connect with you and you can connect with them and guide them and elevate them to be in a place, but better place than they were yesterday. And oh. Yes. So simple. It's at R-O-E-N-H-I-G-G-I-N-S. It's at Rowan Higgins, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn all spelled the same way. You can find me, message me, DM. I am here to serve. Well, Mr. Rowan Higgins, I appreciate you. I thank you so much for what you have done for me tonight. You wouldn't understand it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's very close to my heart. And I thank you for being the beautiful person that you are in my life. And I would oh, not- Oh, no, thank so you. Well. Thank you for having me. This is truly an honor, a blessing, and I'm here to restore. This is my takeaway for today. That's right. And I, I'm <laughs> here with you right now. I appreciate you. Okay, you take care. Thanks again, Rosalind. Mm -hmm.